Welcome to the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa Ferguson. And I'm Chris Johns. We would like to welcome you to show number 92. And for any listeners joining us for the first time, our show features things we love at Disney. And in each episode, we have a guest who creates Disney magic for our listeners at home or on their Disney vacations. From vacation planners to product producers, our guests can bring Disney magic into your life. And as a reminder to our listeners, we appreciate if you can take time to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform where you listen. And speaking of those reviews, we have a recent one, Chris. Yes, we do. And it was left for us on Apple Podcasts, and it comes from The Boxing Guru. Great new podcast favorite. Wow, I just discovered the Disney Love Podcast and I'm blown away. A totally fun, positive place to listen to Disney talk. The hosts make me want to plan a trip right now. And again, we're very thankful to you, Boxing Guru, for leaving that wonderful review. And if you could help us out, help us with that algorithm. And wherever you can leave a review, leave one. We'd appreciate it. And before we get started with the show, we have a special discount for our friends, don't we, Chris? We sure do. And over our friends over at OrlandoVacation.com have hooked us up and in turn you up with a 5% off lodging by using the coupon code DISLOVE. And you're going to go to OrlandoVacation.com and put the code DISLOVE in. You're going to save 5% off. And it's very rare that anything in Central Florida, you can get at a discount. But you can get something. And right now, we're staying in one of their properties. It's a four-star excuse me, four-bedroom townhouse less than 20 minutes away from the front gates of Disney, and it's absolutely beautiful. And again, you can, from that to McMansions to some of the hottest properties in Orlando, they can take care of you. Not only will they take care of your lodging, but they have hookups on car rental as well as tickets. So they can take care of every trip, every aspect of a trip to or Central Florida. So again, use that code DISLOVE at orlandovacation.com or call 800 641 Four zero zero eight. Tell them that Vanessa and Chris sent you. We'd appreciate it. And now on to today's show, we are going to be joined by Sarah from the Happiest Place on Ears. Her shop features really beautiful stained faux stained glass ears and Christmas ornaments. And Christmas is kind of a big deal in our house, isn't it, Chris? It sure is. I think Vanessa has at least four trees. Usually, it's six or seven. I did not know that. <laughs> He probably doesn't go in every room where there's a tree to look. But yes, in my family, we my mom collects Christmas ornaments and that kind of has passed on to me as well. So we have lots of Christmas trees. So I am excited. I love Sarah's designs. The ornaments are beautiful and the ears as well. And a lot of her designs you can get, you can order on merchandise, such as shirts and bags and different things. So before we get to our interview with Sarah, today we are, well, we're in Orlando for, there is something special happening this week. What is it, Chris? It's the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Yes. And with that, it got me thinking, Disney likes to have celebrations and festivals. Yes, it draws all of us in, but it also adds a little bit extra magic to your trips. So today we're going to talk about the different festivals that take place throughout the year. Most of them are at one park. Do you know what park usually has the festivals, Chris? Epcot. Wow, he got that one right. Paying attention. <laughs> so most of them are at Epcot, but there are a few others that we're going to talk about. And kind of as a asterisk or a note, I want to let everyone know, I did not count the race weekends, the Run Disney weekends. Some people count those as festivals. I don't think that 
people coming in for a race as a festival. Feel free to disagree with me, but we're not going to talk about those in this particular episode. We're just going to talk about the more traditional festivals. And starting out, we're going to start with what's going on right now, which is the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And this is one of my favorites. I enjoy. We like to eat. We talk about food a lot in this podcast. Oh, we sure do. It's a major part of our trip. (laughs) So if you come anytime between mid-July and usually right before Thanksgiving, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival will be taking place. And last year and this year, it's a little different, but typically what it has is they have over 25 kiosks with all kinds of small portion sizes of there be specialties from some of the restaurants. So you could get the cheese soup from Canada, or there's completely new offerings. They have a lot of beer and wine tasting pairings that you can get. A lot of people come and they kind of, I've eaten my way around. I was here a couple years ago in the fall and I was actually at Epcot one day by myself. My friend had stayed back. She wasn't feeling well. And instead of sitting at a sit down meal, I just kind of got small portions at the different kiosks. So that is something that is really great because you can try a lot of awesome cuisine. They have them themed for the different World Showcase pavilions. They also will have like a Florida Citrus one and they'll have some and they have like the Impossible one and all kinds of different flavors from appetizer type things to desserts. You really can try a lot of different things. And it is, and when the dining plan is around, a lot of these offerings count as a snack option as well. Not all of them, but quite a few do. So if you're on the dining plan in the future. Now, in most years, of course, right now with COVID, this hasn't happened, but there's the Eat to the Beat concert series, and they have some really great musical acts. They'll have ones that are from the park itself, or they bring in local musicians, years ago. They used to have bigger names, but we know that there are some cutbacks and things, but it's always fun. That is at the American Adventure Pavilion, so you can sit outside. It's a great view of the lagoon there, and you can grab yourself a snack, sit down, enjoy one of the items from the food. We've also done at Food and Wine, they'll have special tours. They have A lot of people I know will get the passports and you can kind of mark off what items you've tried. So if you go to Epcot several days and try different items, you definitely can't try everything in one visit, probably not even two or three visits, but you can keep track. The passport books are great because it really gives you a chance to see everything that's offered and you can check out what you've missed or what you want to plan on eating as you're making your way around. So this is all about food and music, and there are companion events that take place. Usually Swan and Dolphin has one. There's also some Orlando, or some things happening with Orlando restaurants as well. So it's a great time of year to come if you are someone who loves food like we do. <laughs> now, also around this time, and it's from mid-August, so usually my birthday is August 14th, and this is around that time. The Disney After Hours, right now it's the After Hours Boo Bash, but in regular years, it's usually Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is taking place at the Magic Kingdom. And we've done the Halloween party several times. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. So unfortunately, during our trip down this year, because we're coming around the 50th, there are none of the Halloween After Hours Boo Bashes taking place the week we're here. But this year, this one is similar in aspect to what the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party has been. You enter into the park later. So in this case right now, it's from 9 to midnight. In the past with the Halloween parties, it's been as early as 7. 
So definitely, hopefully in 2022, we'll see some of those extended things. But for this year, you have character cavalcades, which is typically would have been the parade and the boo to you. That song gets in your head and it doesn't get out. <laughs> I think even Chris probably knows some of the words to that song. Boo. <laughs> so they have that. And then this year it's pared down. Character sightings, which we've gotten some really cute character pictures. We've had, I'm trying to think, we've had... My friend has gotten like Winnie the Pooh and all of them in their Halloween costumes. There's usually special ones that are back in. You'll get Mickey and Minnie in different outfits. We've gotten just, you get Jack Skeleton, all kinds of really fun things where you see different characters. Right now, you're not having the meet and greets, but they are still doing sightings. There are some fun shows. So like this year, it's Cadaver Dan's. In on near Main Street, and they have all kinds of just fun lighting, music. It's just a lot of fun. They always have treats, so they have trick or treating throughout the park. The one year I've got to tell this is a very sad story about candy that happened to me. I came and I went to the Halloween party with my good friend, and I was on one of those small when we fly home. We often will sometimes have a flight from Chicago to Flint, where we live, and it's a small plane. I had a huge bag of candy, chocolate. I love chocolate. I had a huge bag of chocolate, and I was in one of these little planes, and my chocolate was in the overhead bin, and probably nobody's going to be sad about this except for me, but my chocolate was in the overhead bin, and they had some problems while we were on like the tar mat, and so the air wasn't working. It was blazing hot in the airplane, and when I got off, all of my chocolate had melted and was a nasty mess. Oh, that is horrible. Yeah, it was, because it was chocolate that I had collected at the trick-or-treating at the Halloween party, so that was very sad to me. But hopefully, you can get your candy and enjoy it by going to all those treat stops. And one thing I've had people say, well, is it only for kids? I've never been to the Halloween party with a kid. We've always gone as adults. We've dressed up. Do you remember what we were... A while back. Tick-tock crock. Yep, he was Tick-tock and I was I was Tinkerbell. I've gone as the Blue Fairy when I went with my friend. So it's fun because you can have your costumes on and get some cool. They usually will have some different photo experiences. So it's a lot of fun. And one thing that this is a separate ticket. So this is a different ticket than what you would purchase for the day of the park. So if you're at Magic Kingdom, you still have to buy this ticket separate. And this year they are sold out. So hopefully next year they have the Not So Scary Halloween Party. Some of the other additions to that besides the full parade is they have a Hocus Pocus stage show. I know I've shared that with some of you before. Um, The Hocus Pocus stage show is really fun and a lot more character greetings. Now we, of course are here and we're going to be this episode comes out the day before the big day on October 1st is the start of the world's most magical celebration we're gonna have to remember those wordings Chris the world's most magical celebration yes so that's kicking off and it's not just a year folks no it is how long is that celebration going to be 18 full months which is more than a year Yeah, so Disney wants to make sure that you come and you get in on the fun I know we went It's been a while now, but we went when it was the 60th anniversary for Disneyland, and that was fun. You probably already started seeing all the cool merchandise online and lots of different things. The Harmonious opens up this week at Epcot. Disney Enchantment opens at Magic Kingdom. There's going to be a new show at Animal Kingdom, which I hope we can catch it because we'll be there the day after, is Disney Kite Tales, which that's during the day. There's going to there's lots of great cute 
party attire that the characters are in. And of course, there's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is opening up this weekend. And there's lots of other attractions slated to open over the next 18 months. So I'm excited. I I know we'll be back again in the spring so we can bring up an even more content related to the 50th. But hopefully you can all get a chance to come sometime during that 18 months to ex- to experience it and have a great time. I think this will be an exciting year at Disney World for sure. Now, moving later in the year, we have at Christmas time, there's the Disney Very Merriest After Hours at Magic Kingdom. And this replaces Mickey's Very very Merry Christmas Party. Hopefully we'll see that come back. Just like with the Boo Bash, it's a little bit scaled back. It is later in the evening, again, 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., so a little longer. This will run from early November to to around Christmas. I'm on the fence. I'm coming at the time where I could go to it in November. It is quite pricey in comparison to what we used to get at the Christmas party. So I'm still haven't decided, but I think that it is fun, especially if you have a very short trip. They're having a special fireworks display. So Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. And Vanessa loves fireworks. I do love fireworks. Chris makes fun of me. I like fireworks. I'm not making fun of you. Yeah, but wherever we're at, I like fireworks. Yeah, (laughs) wherever. I mean, there could just be a kid playing in a you know, a side lot shooting off fireworks. She will stop and watch them. <laughs> yeah, I do like fireworks a lot. So they have a special fireworks show. So maybe I need to go just for that. Um, they're going to have Christmas-related castle projections. There's the ride overlays, which we are used to seeing. And then they're going to have snacks. We've done the Christmas party before, and we've gone and gotten the different treats. Yes, we have. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you like the Christmas or the Halloween stuff better? I like Halloween. Yeah, I think there's a little bit more to the Halloween. I'm a Christmas person, but in terms of what your ROI, that return on investment, you get a little more at Halloween. I don't know if it's because they're buttering you up with a candy or what, but um, that is something to consider. With the Christmas party, though, it is fun, especially for kids. I don't know if they're doing it this year, but usually they have the snow on Main Street. Hopefully they continue that tradition. And it's just a lot of fun. Just if you're down here for the holidays anyways, you might as well try it out and go. And of course, that Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, hopefully we see that back next year. That has the full Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, which ends, you have Santa at the end, and they always have a really good Santa at Disney. Yes, they do. Yeah. So if your kids love Santa, they would love to see him. And they have they have a bigger stage show, Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration Castle Stage Show, and the Snowfall. So hopefully we'll see that return next year. So if you're planning your trip for 2022, fingers crossed that there's going to be the Christmas party. Now, concurrent to that, but it starts a little bit later, is back to... Where is the, what park has all the festivals, Chris? Epcot. Yeah, so Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. This starts right around Thanksgiving and then runs through December 30th. This is essentially looking at all of the winter holidays that take place around the world. It's really fun because they have storytellers in the different countries. They will have the renditions of different variations of Santa in the different countries as well. And of course, they usually will have seasonal food, which is always fun fun where you can try something from different different parts of the world. And another big aspect of this is the candlelight processional that takes place at the American Garden Theater in uh, 
the near the American Pavilion. And I don't think you've ever been to the candlelight procession. No, I've no. So I've done that with my parents. It's really cool. Essentially, there will be celebrity narrators, and they there's different renditions of. The Christmas Story, they have a 50-piece orchestra that plays and a huge choir. It's really, really cool. This is something that's been around in various renditions since Epcot opened. So it's really a cool experience if you can get a chance to do it. On normal years, they do dining packages for seating. I'm not sure if they've announced those yet for this year or not. But if you get a chance, definitely consider going to the Candlelight Processional if you're here during the holidays. Now, at both Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, they just have what they call holiday celebrations. What they will do is they will have characters dressed in holiday apparel. At Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life Awakening will have a holiday edition with some additional musical score and fun things like that. At Hollywood Studios, not only will you have the characters showing up in different outfits, but if you go to Hollywood and Vine, you have Santa Goofy, Minnie Mouse, and Friends, which is really fun. I still am not fond of their food. Maybe it's been better since the reopening after the pandemic, but it is great to get those characters. I've been in the spring when you can get them dressed in that holiday attire. So a little bit fun. They have some things. The projections are, projections are different on the Hollywood Tower of Hotel with Holly or Holly Holiday Tales with favorite characters. So it's just a fun thing, a little bit different pizzazz at both of those parks. And last but not least during that holiday season is the holidays at Disney Springs. And we've we've done the Christmas tree trail several years. Oh, it's a wonderful trail. Yeah. So they have a trail of trees decorated with all kinds of themes from Haunted Mansion to Mary Poppins to Lion King to, I mean, I think every movie. Every movie. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you're not a big Christmas tree guy, but what did you think about when we've done the Christmas oh, tree Oh, they're trip? very nice. Yeah, and that usually will run till early January. So we've ha- had some trips where we come that first week in January, and some of the stuff at the parks might be gone, but the Christmas tree trail is usually up. And typically, these are what they have done is they've spread these out the last two years. I'm assuming they might be back in one trail again soon, but it's really fun. And there's no admission for that. So if you have a day where you're not going to the parks and you're just doing a relaxing day at your resort or something, it's a great way to pop over and check that out again. And then some of the restaurants have some limited menus for the holidays. I know Jack Lindsay's Holiday Bar is a big deal. They'll have a limited time menu and special decorations and all that sort of thing. So spend some time over there and you can have a great time. Now, our last Well, I guess not our last festival. We have two more festivals that are in Epcot. (laughs) Um, The next one is the Festival of the Arts. This is typically January and February. They don't have all of the information out for 2022 yet. But this is fun because this brings over things that used to be at Disney Springs years ago when it was downtown Disney. They had an art festival over there. And they brought this over to Epcot. And they will have all kinds of artists doing amazing things from chalk art to murals to they'll have murals that you get to paint a small section of. We've watched artists create all kinds of cool things. I've bought some really cool art there. We have some 
different portraits on our wall that are of the pavilions in Epcot where we got married and had our vow renewal, et cetera. And so I've gotten to meet an artist and get some artwork there. They'll also will have at the Americans Garden Theater, they'll have Voices of Liberty will do all Disney songs books. So they do all Disney songs. And if you know, Voices of Liberty is a really great group. And this festival is something that is a nice add-on if you're at Epcot. This is one of the few ones I, they had a few food things, but not nearly as many as you have for some of the other festivals as well. So that rounds out until early spring. And then the next one is probably my personal favorite. What is it, Chris? Oh, it's the Flower and Garden Festival. Yeah. So the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is every spring. It, it keep creeping how long it lasts. Um, when we got married in 2008, it was not happening in March, but now it does happen in March and it runs all the way through June. And the thing I love about it is they have over a hundred topiaries that are of all kinds of characters and things from movies that you will love. There's always a signature topiary at the front by Spaceship Earth. It's just fun to walk around and see them. We have attended, um, there's usually workshops by experts in gardening and different things like that. They'll have the outdoor kitchens just like we have for Food and Wine Festival. There's usually less, but they will have some of those and they showcase a lot of fresh things. So one of the things that they'll have is they have a Florida Fresh kitchen. They have a citrus one. They have one that's about well, everything about honey. And Chris is a big honey guy. I love honey. We um, just helped at the Michigan Bee Festival not too long ago. We did. Um, so this festival usually, again, starts in early March. Actually, in fact, this year it had started on our anniversary. But with it, it's fun. They also will have a butterfly house where you can go through and see all the different butterflies. They have the concerts that will take place. Um the concerts typically at the American Gardens Theater have a wide range of artists from, they used to do a lot of the like 50s, 60s, 70s. When I was younger, I saw everybody from Davy Jones to Herman's Hermit, lots of different things. They've started to migrate those to later groups, 80s and 90s. And that's usually fun. Hopefully by next spring, we'll see the return of those concerts again. And I think it's just Epcot is the most beautiful at that time of year. And even you who doesn't really care about flowers and stuff, I think you like the oh, flowers. It's well done. Yeah. So, and we, when we had our vow renewal, we got some beautiful pictures by the topiary. So it's a really great experience if you can make it over to Epcot. So that kind of rounds out all of our festivals. They basically revolve around Christmas, Halloween, and food. All of all, all good holidays. Yeah. <laughs> so we are really excited to share Sarah's story with you and get up her interview so you can hear all about her shop. We would like to welcome Sarah to the show. Her shop, Happiest Place on Ears, offers really amazing faux stained glass ears and Christmas ornaments, which I'm super excited about. And we are really happy to have Sarah on the show today. Thank you, guys. I really, it's it's really nice of you to have me on the show. Now, of course, with all of our guests, we like to learn a little bit about what you enjoy at the Disney parks. So we've been asking people recently, what is your favorite Disney resort? Or if you haven't stayed on property yet, where would you like to stay? 
the last time we were at the parks, which was just about a month ago right now, Ooh. was uh, we stayed at uh, uh, Caribbean Beach Resort, which I had been there one other time just to walk around. I did the Disney College program at one point, oh, so okay. I got to be there for an event um, that we did then. But it was so nice to stay there. The rooms are really nice, and the view is just really pretty over the lake. Now, we were actually just talking about that in a recent episode because that's one of the moderates we haven't stayed at. But now with it on the Skyliner, like it's at the top of my list of one to stay at. So that's really great to know. Oh, and the Skyliner was so cool, too. That was actually one of the reasons we were staying there was <laughs> right? because we really wanted to ride it all the time. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Now... We want to hear all about your business and what are the products you offer connected to Disney? Um, I make faux stained glass uh, ears and ornaments. Um, usually the same design can be found in both the ears and the ornaments. And I do um, works that are inspired by my favorite uh films and park icons which are my personal favorites because I like to feel like I'm there even when I'm not so getting to design those is really fun for me now what are some of the park icons that you do have in those products I currently have uh the uh castle Cinderella castle both in the old version and the way that they've repainted it with the rose gold and the the darker blue um I did one of spaceship earth um, and I've got some more I'm working on, but I've got a, I've got a fair number of them up now. Nice. Nice. You know, and so with that, you know, what was your inspiration to start the business? Uh, my, uh, husband and my parents, we, well, whenever we would go to Disney, I would make them ears oh, okay. just as a, a fun thing to have while we were all there so that we could do the matchy matchy without having to have the, um, the t-shirts because right. not everyone <laughs> in my family is into the matching t-shirts. No, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, while we were there, people kept commenting on them and asking if I had an Etsy shop, but I didn't really have any interest in doing that at the time. And uh, when we got back, my parents and my husband kept bugging me to do it. So eventually I went fine and set one up. <laughs> so how long, when did you start your shop? Um, just over two years ago now. Okay, nice. And when we were looking at your products, of course, we always like to ask, how do you think your products can add Disney magic to our listeners' lives? I just think it's really, so there's a, I did, I was a, an art major in college and, um, and whenever stained glass first started being used, they would say that it was like, um, experiencing the light of heaven through glass. Like oh, that was the idea, yes. which is a really pretty thought, but like, I always felt like it was just sort of magical when you walk through, um, a room with stained glass windows and you just feel like, like you get to see all the, the beautiful light on the floor. And so I thought that it would be really fun if you could have like a miniature version of that experience at Disney. And especially because they have all of the the storybook motifs everywhere, I feel yeah. like it really suits. So it just feels sort of magical getting to look at them, especially through sunlight. Now, with your products, you talked about some of the park icons. What are some of the characters that you have on them as well? Because that the I think of fairy tales and what you just described just sounds like a fairy tale in and of itself. <laughs> Um, some of the first characters I did were Cinderella, and I've done a Beauty and the Beast set. Um, I have uh, several different kinds of fairies now. <laughs> nice. Um, Rapunzel with Flynn. Oh. Um, 
I'm trying to get through uh, some of the, the, the main princess characters before right. I move on, but <laughs> it's a lot of drawing. <laughs> now, do you then, do you do all those drawings by hand that then lead to what you make for the faux stained glass? I actually do it through Illustrator, oh, uh, nice. Adobe Illustrator. Now, do you offer where if somebody had an idea for something, do you do custom orders or do you just have set products that you offer? Very, very, very occasionally I'll do custom orders, but they take us a, a lot of time sure. to design a start to finish. And so it's very rare that I'll even open one slot at this point, uh, just because I'm right. usually maxed out on time as it is. <laughs> I can imagine. Now, if I were wanting to get a pair of your ears for a trip, or let's say I wanted an ornament for the ho- upcoming holiday season, what is your turnaround time for your products? Uh, currently, ears are at four to five weeks okay. because those are very, very uh, sure. in high demand right now. Um, and then ornaments are currently at two weeks. They may go up to three weeks as we get closer to the holiday season just because usually those orders pick up and then I have to set the time back a little bit right. further. <laughs> now, I do. I always ask uh, the people who come on the show who make ears, I have a big head, like literally I have a big head. <laughs> and so the Mickey, the like the ears that you buy at the parks, with the headbands are very tight. Are yours a more comfortable style? So I'm very picky about headbands. I get migraines, and so I can't have, like, the super, super tight headbands. Okay. So the headbands that I use with my ears, they're looser, and if you just pull them a little bit, they can become looser to the wearer's preference, too, um, which I like a lot. Uh, One trick, in case you haven't done this, you can do this with a lot of Mickey ears, but you can definitely do it with mine, is, um, you know the Viva paper towels, the really thick, soft ones? Yes. You get a roll of those, and then you put your ears around that, the headband. Oh, and it stretches it a little bit? It stretches it, uh, It stretches it, and because those head, those uh, paper towels are so dense, it holds it in that stretch. Oh, and it wow. can really help if you get headaches from, uh, from headbands a lot. Well, that's a great tip for our listeners and for myself, for sure. That's actually, that's actually how I store them before I send them out, so that uh, they're a little bit pre-stretched for people just so that you're not getting that headache. Oh, nice. And then are there any certain things that, like, ways you would suggest transporting your ears because are they pretty delicate do we how careful do we need to be because i know they are so intricate (laughs) i just don't recommend putting them like in the same like pouch of your bag with like say your keys or (laughs) anything that's gonna scratch them up because it is um it's a thin plastic that that's uh in quotation marks here the glass of the part Um, and so it could be scratched if you put something like metal next to it Um, so if you just put it in its own pocket that's usually what I recommend they're uh, interchangeable and the whole thing can be taken apart so they really don't take up that much space oh nice so if I were to buy more than one pair of your ears then I could just take one headband and switch them out on a trip exactly oh nice Mm -hmm. now do you have a favorite pair of ears that you've made uh, currently my favorite is the double castle ears, which is the old style Cinderella castle on one ear and the new style on the other. Oh, nice. Um, one, one is supposed to have sort of a late sunset sky and the other one's like a right at the beginning of sunset. So it's two different sky colors too. And it just makes me really happy when I wear it. <laughs> oh, nice. That sounds beautiful. You know, and with that, you know, we've talked about all these awesome designs. Where can people go online to see what you have to offer? Um, I have an Instagram, which is happiest place or at happiest place on ears on Instagram. And then my Etsy is happiest place on ears dot Etsy dot com. And we will make sure to put all of those links in the show notes as well. And we really appreciate you taking time, Sarah, to share all about your business with us. 
Well, thank you guys for calling me. This was really fun. Thank you again to Sarah for joining us today. And now we are on to our two-minute trivia and our Wisdom from Walt quote. And Chris, you're up with trivia. Okay. We've talked a lot about different celebrations. Yes. There is an event, a celebration that takes place in Disney Springs. What is it called? And it's not the holiday one that we talked about. It is not. It is not. It's actually in the middle of the summer. And if, if you say, give me a hint. I'll give you a hint. Okay, give me a hint. Flavors of blank. Flavors of blank in downtown Disney or Disney Springs. I'm sure I'm wrong if I say flavors of Disney Springs. Close. <laughs> flavors of Florida. Ah, interesting. So I'm assuming they have Florida-related food items like citrus and stuff like that, seafood. You know it. Um, it the last took place in 2019, and then because of course uh, world issues, it was not did not take place in 2020, and then it happened again this summer. Hmm, interesting. Well, we will have to check that out. Of course, we when is it in the summer? When we are not there. Okay. So <laughs> this year it started July 6, and it it's called itself. A delicious selection of Florida-inspired plates, cocktails, and products across 20-plus restaurant and retail locations throughout Disney Springs. Well, we do love food, but for all of you who come in the summer, check it out for us because we are not, our Midwestern blood does not handle June and July in Florida very well. <laughs> well, that was really interesting. See, something we could have added to when we talked earlier. Now, of course, we are going to end with our Walt Disney quote. And I thought with us coming to the celebration of the 50th anniversary for Walt Disney World, it would be fitting to end with the quote that of from Walt Disney when he opened Disneyland in 1955. So to all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and the promise of the future. So thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Diz Love Podcast with Vanessa and Chris. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Chris. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings, and it is intended for entertainment purposes only.